Hello, today is August 24th, 2020. This is the Librarian's Almanac. On this day in 1977, the American author John Green is born in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the United States. He made his autorial debut in 2005 with his book, Looking for Alaska. The narrator, Miles Halter, leads the reader to a boarding school he attends to seek the great perhaps, the famous last words of Francais Robles. The first part of the novel is Miles building up friendships, including with a classmate, Alaska Young. The second half, though, makes Miles reconcile with the details that surround Alaska's death. The book and John Green are often credited with pushing a huge market shift in American young adult literature, making the genre accessible and attractive to many demographics. Here is an excerpt from Looking for Alaska. So you really memorize last words. She ran up beside me and grabbed my shoulder and pushed me back onto the porch swing. Yeah, I said. Then hesitantly, I added, You want to quiz me? JFK, she said. That's obvious, I answered. Oh, is it now? She asked. No, those were his last words. Someone said, Mr. President, you can't say Dallas doesn't love you. And then he said, that's obvious. And then he got shot. She laughed. God, that's awful. I shouldn't laugh, but I will. And then she laughed again. Okay, Mr. Famous Last Words Boy, I have one for you. She reached into her overstuffed backpack and pulled out a book. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, the general in his labyrinth, absolutely one of my favorites. It's about Simone Bolvier. I didn't know who Simone Bolvier was, but she didn't give me time to ask. It's a historical novel, so I don't know if this is true, but in the book, do you know what his last words are? No, you don't. But I'm going to tell you, Senor Parting remarks. And then she lit a cigarette and sucked on it so hard for so long, I thought the entire thing might burn off in one drag. She exhaled and read to me. He... That Simone Bovier was shaken by the overwhelming revelation that the headlong race between his misfortunes and his dreams were at the moment reaching the finish line. The rest was darkness. Damn it, he sighed, how will I ever get out of this labyrinth? I knew great last words when I heard them, and I made a mental note to get a hold of a biography of this Simone Bovier fellow. Beautiful last words, but... I didn't quite understand. So what's the labyrinth? I asked her. And now is as good of a time as any to say that she was beautiful. In the dark beside me, she smelled of sweat and sunshine and vanilla. And on that thin moon night, I could see little more than her silhouette, except for when she smoked, when the burning cherry of the cigarette washed her face in pale red light but even in the dark, I could see her eyes, fierce emeralds. She had the kind of eyes that predisposed you to supporting her in every endeavor, not just beautiful, but hot too. With her breast straining against her tight tank top, 
her curved leg swinging back and forth beneath the swing, flip-flops dangling from her electric blue painted toes. It was right then between when I asked about the labyrinth and when she answered me that I realized the importance of curves, of the thousand places where girls' bodies ease from one place to another, from arc of the foot to ankle to calf, from calf to hip to waist to breast, to neck to ski slope nose to forehead to shoulder to concave arch in the back to the butt to the etc. I'd noticed curves before, of course, but I'd never quite apprehended their significance. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, John. Feel free to shoot me an email if you'd like notes and sources related to today's episode. Please be sure to rate and or review this podcast on the platform you found it on. Feedback is love. My name is Liz. You've been listening to The Librarian's Almanac, written and created by me. I'll talk to you tomorrow.